The research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what, and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. Who has made you cry the most? Who has the nicest body? Who is the funniest? Who does your mom like the most? Who has cheated on you? <laughs> Who was the biggest liar? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the best kisser? <laughs> Who do you think loved you the most? Okay, biggest turnoffs. Biggest turnoffs. Attitude. Um, what kind of attitude? You know, snobby, bitchy type. Give me an example. Like, if you're sitting there complaining about everything, okay. you know what I mean? That's just negative energy. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you complaining ain't gonna do me no good. Do you like black girls? Of course. I'm just like, bitchy me, attitude me, complain a lot, me. I guess I'm not his type. You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. I'm over it! So fucking over. I'm about to be a fucking but I'm about to be the biggest fucking hoe, bro. Watch me, bro. I'm about to be a hoe for real. I'm about to be the biggest hoe on my fucking life, bro. I'm about to be a hoe. I'm about to be a hoe. Yo, y'all niggas is not worth it, bro. I'm about to be like, eh, 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 eh. going on everybody it is coach greg adams back in here with another youtube live stream shout out to the coach gang for being in here being involved and being active on this youtube channel and welcome to the wake up show 
part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We are back in here, and I, you got to start off the morning with a little bit of Kaylee, all right? Everybody needs a little bit of Kaylee in their lives, all right? But uh, today's show, um, we're going to use the phrase modern women, and uh, actually, if you were listening to me yesterday, we did a little bit of teaser on this subject matter. Are modern women any different? I mean, they're just exposing themselves to be a little bit different. Of course, the generation we're in is quite different than the generations previously, as to be expected. But um, are they sabotaging themselves? Or are they sabotaging others? And uh, are we just watching this happen? What, what, is, what is the reason why they're putting themselves in a position where everyone knows how this story ends, ladies and gentlemen? We all know how this story ends. It doesn't end very well. All right, let's just put it like this, because we're going to talk about the Meg Thee Stallion interview. Everybody, a lot of people yesterday were telling me you got to look at the Meg Thee Stallion interview. We're going to take a peek, a peek at a, a couple portions of the interview and go through and dissect the story that she's trying to push forward in playing the people in the court of public opinion. All right, as we know, people like Meg Thee Stallion and her ilk often use the court of public opinion to get the 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 i guess the the people who look at these people as victims eternal victims they look at them as weak damsel in distress all of the manipulative tactics that people use she's using the court of public opinion to garner sympathy because typically these people are sympathetic figures despite the fact that people like her thump their chesses Chesses, yeah, their chesticles, and talk about how strong they are, how they got it, how they run things, how the world runs around them, all of these things, right? They're focusing on their career. So I could focus on my career. And many times, many of these people, what it boils down to is that they're sellers of peace leave. I mean, it's just what it is. I know people want to hide this uh, particular fact from society. I don't hide it. Ultimately, this is what they have. Their, this is their bargaining chip. This is what they have to offer, okay? And behind the scenes, you probably could find out, and this is all an allegation here. These are all alleges, uh, alleged things that I'm saying, that these people got to where they got by pushing some peace leave. All right, that's all it is. And we just need to get to the fact where we admit that. But instead of admitting it, people sabotage themselves. And what they're searching for is the mythical happiness. I want to be happy. And people think that there's a constant state of happiness and they're always in the constant pursuit of it. I think it's absolutely foolish because it is emotions that people are banking on. Sure, guys, listen, I want to be happy. I want to walk around like this. Hi, I'm happy. And I think if I walked around like that, I would annoy a lot of people. You think you're annoyed with me coming on every day, hitting you with this truth. You'd really be annoyed if I said, hi, everybody. I'm happy today. And I'm happy again. Oftentimes, people who act like that, you know they ain't happy. As a matter of fact, the opposite is always true. People who you think are angry are actually happy. And the people who are actually happy, they're actually angry, sad, and depressed. All right? Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that? The people oftentimes that walk around here, she she bigger than the Goodyear blimp. Oh, that woman's so happy. And she comes around. Hi, everybody. I'm just a tiny little. Uh, office clerk i'm so happy and she's giggly <laughs> she's always smiling oh my gosh i got everybody boxes of donuts today i'm so happy when she go home <laughs> i 
I'm so big. I'm overweight. She gets to look at that meat suit in the mirror every time she passes the mirror to go to the shower. She don't even want to look. <laughs> but in public, guess what? She's happy. Now, the people who you think are literally like, man, this dude, Coach Greg Adams, is angry. He's bitter. He's hurt. When I turn off this damn live stream, I'll be happy as hell. I'll be sitting around like this here. All right. Uh, junior college girls doing monkey double backflips all over me. All right. Going on jogs. I'm happy, bro. <laughs> so this is what people have to understand about uh, the mythical happiness. And I really cringe at people who say they want to be happy. I literally look at them and I'm like, boy, you're lost <laughs> right here. I'm not happy. <laughs> you're lost in the world. There's no such thing as happiness permanently. All right. I know people who got everything they want and they sad as hell. Right. They sitting around listening to XX Tatashion, whatever his name is. Triple X extension. I don't know what his name mm. talking about. Who am I? <laughs> Come on, man. I think you guys are. I think, listen, I'm not trying to belittle you if you're not happy, but I think you're I think you're delusional as hell if you're chasing happiness. All right. And what happens is people who try to chase happiness find out that the grass ain't green on the other side. They end up getting what they want on the other side. They still ain't happy. And then they sabotage exactly what they have. They sabotage good situations to pursue happiness and then only to get on the other side and realize, damn, it ain't that better over here. But here's the thing. Here's the thing on this one. When they sabot when they try to get to the other side, they absolutely annihilate what they permanently have, thinking that it's not enough. Huh, it's not enough. I'm just sad and oppressed. I want to be happy. And if I go over here, I'm going to be happy. Nope. Then they take their ass over there. They find out ain't no happiness nowhere because happiness is impossible. It's just an emotion. It's temporary. And it ain't even that. It's fleeting. It doesn't last long because reality is real. Reality will slap you in the face real quick. Soon as you happy. Hey, man, have you ever done that? You work so hard. You work for six months. You save. You get all your bills in order. And you'd be like, boy, next month. Next month, by the time I worked and sacrificed and script and save and ate jasmine rice and, and, and noodles every, every week, every day for six months, by this point, my finances are going to be perfect and it's smooth sailing from here on out to retirement. And you like, man, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be permanently happy and everything's going to be all right. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to get to month six and that water heater going to go out. You're going to get to month six and all your tires going to be flat. Your engine going to explode. All right. Something's going to happen. <laughs> get over. Your car break down. All right. Your car break down. You're like, Lord, what? No. No. I wasn't planning on this. I literally was. See, what you were assuming was there's going to be a permanent state of happiness, a permanent state of I got it, and there's not going to be any problems. And then problems arise. Because that's what happens. Have you ever heard the term shit happens? It happens. But what people believe is that they're going to assume some sort of state of happiness there where they're never going to be sad and depressed and lonely and bitter and angry and all these things. What you have to understand, 
Watch the Disney movie if you want to watch a Disney movie. Don't do it if you don't want to contribute to the delinquency of minors. All right. However, in that movie uh, about the emotions, the entire part of the movie was about people who always pursued happiness so much that they minimized the reality of the really strong um, emotions that they needed to push forward in their lives and allow to happen. But they repressed those emotions in order to achieve happiness, only to find out. That they when they re, when they got the other emotions, the other emotions were trying to push forward and reach their real real state. All right. And people try to hide and mask it that the emotions were too powerful for you to ever be happy. You, you're never gonna achieve that. Just let be, let it be. All right. What's it gonna be? So when I hear people say happiness is important and there's happiness over there, you, I, I don't even know what you're talking. It, it it makes no sense. What you need to just do is live life, expect problems, live the life, or understand, uh, understand and honor Murphy's Law. Anybody knows what Murphy's Law is? When I teach my course on the uh, money mindset, we talk about Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law states that, um, look, I already forgot what will happen. What, look, whatever will happen will happen. You can't anticipate it, but you can plan for it. And I wasn't even prepared to turn talk about what Murphy's Law is, but let me give you it says right here is an adage or uh, is an adage that typically states anything that can go wrong will go wrong. That's what it is. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. All right. And so what you can do is anticipate Murphy's Law. Whatever goes wrong will whatever will go wrong will go wrong. So in your life, you're going to have things go wrong. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are, but a lot of people will sabotage what they have. And what you have is probably as perfect, as close to perfect as you can possibly get, but you'll sabotage it. Typically, women are going to do this in their lives. Okay. I'm just, we, we keep it real over here. Typically, women do this and you go, so you're going to blow up this marriage, blow up the family, pull, do whatever you want because and then you're going to go over there and you're going to be happy. Well, I don't know what you think about life, but here's the reality of it. Your 40s and 50s are going to be critical. If you don't secure a mate, you're going to be lonely. I ain't going to be lonely. I'm going to be good. And then they'll be on our time dating app. They'll be out here talking about men won't commit. They'll be using social services like crazy. You'll be having dinner with your dogs. Yes. You gonna have some? Okay, tuck in, eat. And all along, you'll be saying, I'm happy. But when you go home and you're having dinner with your dog, tears. Shed so many tears, <laughs> right? It's a, it's a disaster. So we try to tell men and this is what it is because i've gotten way past the point of trying to um of trying to talk about this with women all right i i haven't i haven't had this need to try to talk about women and talk women out of uh out of jumping off a bridge or out of leaving their marriage and out of pursuing happiness i just want to be happy i'm not happy <laughs> when's the last time you saw somebody achieve that, uh, especially a female in America, a happiness state, they're always complaining about something. And they can have everything they want. And they can have everything, you, they, you can become everything you want them to be, they'll still be unhappy. 
And that's just the inside of their nature. Yeah, I can't do anything about it. So this is what the message that I tell you. Don't save them. They don't want to be saved. Don't save them. They don't want to be saved. Always live by that mantra. Don't save them, bro. And this is why I counsel men. Because they don't want to be saved. Okay? If you live by that and understand it, they don't want to be saved. I know when you met them. And I'm talking about my brother brothers here. I know when you meet women, they're down and out. They're going to give you the sob story. All right, first six weeks, you know them. They are perfect. Their finances are perfect. They got a 401k. They got more degrees in the thermometer. They've traveled. They've island hopped. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. And sure damn enough, after six weeks, after you pipe it down a good three times and she think you got, she thinks she, uh, she's got you sprung on the P, you know what's about to happen. She's her whole life is going to unravel. She's going to start telling you problems that you probably be locked up in jail with the amount of BS that's about to come out of her mouth. The debt. She probably got criminal court cases, traffic tickets, warrants. <laughs> it starts unraveling quick. She's been on she's been on unemployment pay. Uh, her house is about to get foreclosed on. Uh, she's trying to refinance. If she don't refinance by tomorrow. Her, she's losing her house. Her job is about to move to another state and she's not going to have employment in another year. It literally starts to unravel. And you're like, you're dealing with this. She's got bad credit. They are about to turn off the lights. <laughs> yeah, they back, they back payment, back tax payment. They owe 50 grand to the government from 10 years ago. Mm. And you're like, what? Like, you didn't say any of this six weeks ago. And you were too busy trying to do what? Asking me for a commitment and getting to a commitment and we'll be good mates and all of this stuff. Of course, her lease is about to expire. She can't, she filed for bankruptcy so she can't get another apartment. Now it starts to make sense why she's been pushing and pining for relationships. And that's when you understand these people that say they're happy, they ain't happy at all. There's no way in hell with the amount of stress that most ham and egger knuckle draggers out here have with the debt and the money financial problems inflation there's no way anybody can come out here most people and i'm talking about 85 percent of the deaf numb and blind can come out here and say they're happy there's no way i mean you're broke i mean you're super you're you're one paycheck away from being absolutely crushed same people that say they happy live with four generations of people in their house there, there's no way that that's a happy home okay there's no way and they've already been divorced or they got single mother for 18, 17 years and they got five years to go. There's no way that that's happy. Guys, I'm a co-parent and it's hard work. If you're around kids in general, you're probably not going to be happy. <laughs> Everybody knows this. If you're around kids long enough, there's no way that you're going to be happy. All right, because they are you know, they, they are need, they, they basically, we serve a need. We're, we're servants to them because they're many times incapable of doing things on their own. And when you're a servant, you don't have time to sit around and be happy. You're a taxi, you're a food preparer. All right. You're preparing clothes. You're giving out orders. You ain't, I'm telling you, you can lie. You can lie all you want, but you're not happy when you're around them. You're working when you're around them. And it's constant, constant work. So a lot of people will let you, yeah, you're 
Kids are expensive. They're throwing $1,000 problems at you. They have problems on their own that you're trying to solve. Sometimes they want you to solve them. Sometimes they don't want you to solve them. There's no way. So people that say these things are liars. And there's a lot of liars in this world. And Megan Thee Stallion is one, <laughs> right? Megan Thee Stallion is one, and we're going to break down our interview. So let's get into the sponsors of today's show. XL Pro Services on the Cash App. Men want peace and respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. Yes, respect is one of those things that is um, men, men aren't getting as a whole. And, of course, there's going to be some ladies. Well, you don't deserve it. See, these are one of those things that um, this is why I really minimize my interactions when it comes to being in business and emotional relationships with women. I mean, I listen, I've tried it. I've cohabitated. I've married. Okay. They do not appreciate what you do. I mean, just. They do not appreciate it. Like we're sacrificing our lives many times. Just doing what we're doing. We're sacrificing our lives. They don't give a damn. They don't even see it. They honestly don't see it. Um, and many men don't see it. Like when go 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 get in your car right now, or if you're driving right now, <laughs> and you're driving in your car, I want you to look outside the window. I guarantee you, you're gonna see men that been up since four o'clock in the morning, pounding the pavement. Dressed, I mean, they're stepping on the freeway with cars zipping by them. You see what happened on Rest in Peace to Dwayne Haskins. Uh, working on the freeway is not an easy thing to do. You can lose your life just like that. And many men do lose their lives. Nobody cares. Nobody reports about it. Doing that exact job. There's dudes pounding the pavement. There's dudes on oil rigs right now. Killing, I mean, basically sucking down fumes. Driving miles and miles to get to work. Early in the morning, getting yelled at by bosses. I mean, there's dudes. Go, look out your car right now if you're right. Look out your car. There's dudes hanging off a side of buildings right now. <laughs> right now. They're hanging off a side of a building. Holding on next to a crane with a wrecking ball or a hook next to it. 47, 47 stories up. Or if you live in Tupelo, Mississippi, on the third story. There's dudes out here that are sacrificing, risking, and they're, they've been doing this. on They, they go, nobody cares about them. Nobody cares. And people will say, we want equal this, and we want this, and men aren't doing this. Nobody respects it. This dude comes home every day, dirty, disgusting, hardworking guy. Nobody cares. Your kids don't care. Your wife don't care. Society don't care. And the reason why is because you can ignore them, except if you are a part of their family. You can simply ignore them, okay? Most people can just make them invisible. Uh, these guys are invisible to the world. They're blue-collar. These are losers. They didn't go to college. They deserve what they get. That's why they out there on the side of the road doing what they're doing, construction. Yeah, they're losers until you need them, until that toilet get clogged up. That until that water heater goes out, until your garage door busts open, until your car stops working, until your windows need to be washed on the 95th floor of your Manhattan skyscraper. Okay, now you need these guys. 
But even then, let's call one of these losers. How dare you charge me $250 an hour for this work? What kind of guy are you? Till your air conditioning go out. Until you need to be rescued in the flood. Now, you, now you're not ignoring these guys. Now these guys are heroes. See, this is what we take for granted about majority of men's work here. And in the process, what we do is... What, what people will typically do is sabotage their relationship with these people. They will throw these men on the side of the road. They will divorce these men. They will kick them to the curb. And let me just tell you, there's ladies in here. Well, I got with five losers. And they were alcoholics and they were weed heads. Well, hey, that's what you pick. That's what you pick. However, it needs to be said. You had a good situation and you traded it in for a not so much better situation. You're claiming you're happy. You're absolutely not. There's no way in America today that a lot of people are happy. I, I went over the mental health state of people in America yesterday. It is very evident. People are not happy. And if you're happy, you're on drugs. Okay. So let's kill that noise about happiness. We know people are struggling today. We know people are going homeless. They're losing it. And a lot of it is self-sabotage. A lot of it is self-sabotage. And we're going to show you how people get into situations where they start to self-sabotage. And then they are a bull in a china shop. They're causing collateral damage. And then they sabotage you because you want to save them. Because you believe them. But I know over here, I'm the guy that tells you that these people are unhappy. They're incapable of being, of being happy. They're miserable. And they would love nothing more than to come into your life because misery loves company. You want to save them, and then they sabotage not only themselves, they sabotage you because you want to save them. I tell men over here, live the free agent lifestyle. Avoid these people like the plague. Read the red flags. More red flags than the Chinese parade. It's time to skedaddle. All right, so let me go ahead and show you what some real work looks like. We'll go over the rest of the Super Chats, and then we'll get into the Meg the Stallion interview. <laughs> so you can pump gas in your car and complain about life. And by the way, most of us would have been dead on the first day of that job or we would have lost an arm or a leg. All right, and let me just say this. Real work is real work. I call that real work. I'm not trying to belittle people. All right, but these people work very hard, make very good money, and people belittle them, you know, and then you have a very cushy job and you're not happy. I'm not happy. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I wanted to mention one more thing about what was going on. People do become jealous of your success. So they invite themselves into your life and they sabotage you. Somebody mentioned Trojan horses into your house. 
sometimes you will have a Trojan horse in your house in the form of somebody being manipulated to be close to you. And then they're getting information to other people who are miserable to sabotage you. I'm going to tell you success, success, as much as we push and counsel people on success, the one thing we need to warn about, and we'll talk about tomorrow on the blue chip mindset is success is going to bring out more jealousy and envy in other people because honestly, they're miserable. I, and I get it, guys. I've never, I've never really been one of those type of guys. I've been more focused on my success. So when somebody achieves something, either I have to say, if I'm, if I'm feeling a way about it, I'll say I'll start ignoring that person or I'll be happy for that person's success. All right. And I'm happy for them. However, when you're pursuing success, people will put other people into your lives. They'll tell you, oh, now you should get married, all right? And then they'll start putting people, hey, here's a person you should marry right here. They'll start manipulating your kids to be Trojan horses, okay? And this is in the form of people in your past relationships, okay? Uh, people that I think uh, start to try to influence kids in the public school indoctrination camp, those people are miserable. And they self they sabotage themselves and then they try to sabotage your children in the form of education. This is why you need to really um, understand what the education institution is. A lot of those teachers are absolutely miserable people. All right. Now, I know they no, they're not. My teacher's happy. Guys, they go home. Most of them are broke as a joke. All right. And I'm going to tell you something. You can be broke and happy. But in America today, that's going to be a tough proposition uh, to, to, to maintain over a period of time. Maybe the first three years of her teaching or her his teaching career. But by the time she get to year eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, they are now focusing on trying to figure out how to survive. OK, just know that. And I've been in the teaching industry. I know. All right. They're not happy. All right. They're not happy. And they broke. They broke. All right. So. um. Uh, teaching is, by the way, teaching is probably not a full-time job. I can really have a debate on that, <laughs> right? The way it's formatted, it's not a full-time job. It is never was intended to be a full-time job. Now, you made it a full-time job, but that's your fault. But the way it's ironed out in the schedule, it ain't full-time. It's a part-time job at best. So let's continue to go on, man. People, bro, people mad at me. They irate right now. They're sitting around, man. You know, I do have opinions in this show. Oh, you know what? I haven't put the disclaimers up in the last couple of days. Okay. <laughs> All right. I haven't put the disclaimer up uh, in a couple of days, but I will put this up here. I don't hate people. I just tell the truth over here. And it's, an, it's, it's, it's opinions, you know, but it's mostly steeped in truth. And, um, but just so you know, you can leave the show right now. All right. Do not get your panties in a bunch. Do not get triggered. Triggered. All right. Do not get triggered. Just go ahead and politely leave. You clicked on my face because you were curious. You saw my handsome face and all debonair, all on the damn uh, uh, thumbnail. Now you're here listening to me. And now you pissed. Uh, listen, go ahead and exit right now if you're mad about me telling you that teachers are a part-time job. Go get a second job. What you going to do this summer? You teach in summer school? All right, because you got you got three months off, two and a half. And I know you don't want to go back to school first day of school. Don't, don't get me started. I know these people, man. I know these people well. And I was a PTA. I was on the PTA board of an elementary school for about three years. 
Don't tell me, bro. I know. See, a lot of people, I, I dipped and dabbled. Right? I dipped and dabbled a whole lot in a lot of industries. And I put myself around people. So when I speak, it's not out of ignorance. I have kids that have been in school. They're, my oldest is uh, in the 10th grade. So I've been around, bro. Them teachers be miserable. <laughs> All right, man. Shout out to the teachers in America. Um, yeah. So anyway. Let's get in here. Y'all off at 3.30 in the afternoon. All right, shout out to Avid Hiker in the building. Thank you for being on set. Ricky Webster, all right, is in the building. I didn't, I wasn't a teacher. I was not a teacher. I was a coach. I was a coach. So I was a coach at college and I was a high school basketball coach, but I was, I didn't teach, teach like that. I was like a long-term substitute teacher, but I had a full-time it was a full-time year. They gave me a year, but I wasn't the official teacher. The official teacher of my teaching job that I had for one year was training to be an administrator. All right, so that's how I got into that classroom. So they put me in because I was the coach at the school. All right, and they were like, oh, okay, well, she'll be your supervising. And then I was a long-term sub. So anyway, that was my teaching career. And I said, hell with these kids, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with that. I don't want to do this. <laughs> so anyway, shout out to Ricky Webster. I love my coach and also my coach gang. French toast props do. Yes, indeed. Thank you, sir, for being here again. And by the way, I think I was 22 years old when I got that job. And I was like, I can't, de yo, I can tell y'all stories about your daughters too anyway at the high school. All right, when your daughters get to high school and your sons, you don't know nothing as a parent. I'm gonna just let you know. You very you know very little about their lives when they get to high school. Everybody else knows more about your kids than you do. Um, I'm giving you life lessons here. Uh, shout out to uh, David McFarland. Few dollars to contribute. Thanks for the live stream, Coach. We are here, man. Thank you, man. David, Danny McGee, good morning, Coach. I can't wait to hear this message. Thanks for helping men unlearn all the BS I was taught. He says, leverage. Can I get my boy, Uncle Earl? I got money. We'll play a little bit of the clip because we're on a roll here. Uh, shout out to Uncle Earl. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This would make it all happen right there. That's what make it happen. That's what make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> Down the Damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double-barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? Go who? <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Earl. He's the uncle every man needs, right? Young Viking says, Coach, I'm going to be honest with you. I have a prawn addiction. I just need to break out of this stupid fantasy. Any advice, OG? Yeah, um, the thing with the men that have prawn addictions – I, I think they're they have it too available to them. So I know it's available on your phone, but I'm old school. I can't watch it on my phone. I know people can do it. They'd be like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I can't watch it on my phone. But uh, many times you're just available to it. Like if you're a young guy, you're constantly at home all the time. And then you can just go ahead and reach for it and dial into whatever website you can go to to get it. 
So that's part of the problem. You have too much time to access it. All right. So now this is the time that you need to get busy. This is all about sexual transmutation, using that energy to then turn into positive energy, because obviously you got enough energy to be uh, getting a rub and tug the automatic way. So now if you can somehow get that energy transmuted into your fitness, into being in the gym, uh, being in there, doing your work, getting a, a second job where you can't, you know, if, if you're driving a truck, you can't you can't be jerking yourself off. Right. So you're you're working. You guys got to figure out a way. To get. Uh, to have whatever available time that you're using for that to put it towards something else. So if you constantly find yourself going to your comfort space to do that, you can't go back to your comfort space. Let's say you're a student and you have and we have to put but um, and you're a student and you have a break between classes at 11 o'clock and your next classes until four o'clock, a college student. Most people go home. All right. They go take a nap before they take a nap. They have to get a fix of their addiction. And um, instead, if you know that you're going to do that, don't go. You can't go back to your dorm. Don't go back to your apartment. Go to the gym. Go play some basketball. Do whatever you need to do to try to get over that addiction. OK, because it's easy. It's too, way too easy to do. Maybe go get a job and work at the bookstore or whatever it is. So then you're cutting down the amount of opportunities that you can do that activity okay so yeah man that's what i would say but a lot of guys a lot of people have prone addiction and women are admitting to their prone addiction right now guys i'm gonna tell you something very very unspoken about women are big consumers of prone okay uh in today's world and they're unapologetic about it but for you it's a killer of your energy and so if uh, i'm not trying to make you feel guilty for doing it but it kills your energy okay it kills your energy. You guys all know what happens, man. You're zapped afterwards. All right. And then you're what, what it is, this is basically you gratifying yourself. You're telling your body and your mind that you accomplish something, it, meaning you accomplish something great. Other not not just sexually, but you accomplish something great and you reward it. That was your reward. So if you do that, you've gratified yourself. And then now you don't want to do anything. This is why I tell you, if if women weren't rewards for your success, men wouldn't be successful. So if women weren't around, men wouldn't do anything. But the reason why men do the things that they do is probably to get access to women. So this is the same thing that happens when you do this to yourself. You feel like you got gratified for being successful and you did nothing. And you're not going to do anything else. All right. So that's a problem. And you need to get away from it. So uh, anyway, shout out to him. And thanks for being able to um, admit that. Not a lot of guys will come in and admit that. And we seek to help guys with this with issues like that. Where we are, we him says, let them find, wait, let them find that wall trying to find happiness and focusing on their career. Junior college was on point last night. Free agent lifestyle for me. And the free agent lifestyle is for me. So yeah, man, they hit the wall. And this is what you always warn them. You know, you will have your, you will have your kids rebel. You'll have your wife rebel against you. This is why I believe, and this isn't biblical, uh, this isn't a, a religious thing, but I believe men are here to prevent women from sabotaging themselves. As much as people don't want to hear that. Our number one job was to prevent self-sabotage of them. Like, we were supposed to be here to stop them from sabotaging themselves. 
Now, we don't have that role here anymore. <laughs> so we've we've been excommunicated from that role. People think men are dumb, right? You don't know what you're talking about. You dumbass, right? You know, they think we're stupid, right? Homer Simpson, Family Guy, Peter Griffin. They think we're dumb. Barney Rubble, Fred Flintstone, and always the woman comes in and saves and rescues, right? So what they do is women are very good at deciphering events and seeing what happens, right? They're very good at, um, what do they call it, 2020? Hindsight is 2020. So when they don't have to risk anything, they're very good at being decisive when they can see the way things go and they can come in. See, I told you, see, a wise person would say, and they're very good at that. And they're very intuitive. They have a very good instinct. The problem is oftentimes they're not willing to be problem solvers in crises. All right. They're not also going to jump to um, trying to solve a problem and throw their body in, in, in front of a train. You know what I mean? They're not going to do that. And they're not going to take the risk. So they do solve a problem. But when they are absent of accountability, risk, all right, and they're absent of uh, basically throwing themselves at an instant problem, and they'll just wait and deliberate and ask questions and hold meetings, all right, when you have that on the, uh, the counterpart of it, well, then you need us to be those guys. And as a result, if we're the ones putting our neck out there constantly, then we're also the ones that are going to put our neck out there for women and prevent them from when they get into a crisis, we can prevent them from sabotaging themselves. But when we're removed from that, which we are today, and as a result, you see what's happening today. We cannot prevent them from sabotaging themselves. <laughs> this is where they are. And they're going off again. It's off the rails. These people are out here trying to make you Marry single mothers. It don't matter their body count. Guys, it just doesn't make sense naturally. But they're they're convinced that it can work that way. And oftentimes they get they get fooled into this. Somebody would have prevented them. And there used to be shame standards and all of these things that prevented them from going down this cycle, this shame spiral of sabotage. Because fathers are removed from the home. You got young people thinking, oh, I know the way. And they go out there because their single mother allows them to. And they go out there and they sabotage themselves. Oftentimes, older women allow younger women to sabotage themselves. Older women should be screaming from the hills and warning these young women, oh, you're about to sabotage yourself. But unfortunately, because they've sabotaged themselves, misery loves company. And they will allow these young women to continue to sabotage themselves. Instead of saying, no, nah, girl, we ain't going to do this. Let me give you an example. And we'll go on to Meg the Stallion. I'll give you an example. Remember the comedian Monique? The comedian Monique. Uh, I'm going to put a picture of her up because people might not be knowing. I, I know the George W. Bush community does not know who I'm talking about. All right. They're like, who? She was in the movie uh, Precious. She was the mother in the movie Precious. So that's for, my, for the George W. Bush community so here's the comedian monique so monique had an instant uh, uh uh a moment of clarity in which she said our young sisters are sabotaging themselves and despite the fact that she's probably learned the hard way she tried to warn and counsel the young women that you might not put be putting your best foot forward and as a result you're being treated a certain way 
but that's because you're presenting yourself a certain way. So she was an elder. She was an older woman that was coming back to the younger women and said, hey, sister. And she didn't scream at them. She didn't call them names. She didn't shame them. She said, you know, you might want to remove that bonnet. I know you want to. I know you want to wear that bonnet, but you might not want to wear that, particularly in public settings in which you're going to be judged. Instead of saying, I don't care if people judge me, they basically said, to hell with everybody's judgment. Now, I don't know if you know, people are judging you. And as a result, it's really going to be used against you negatively. But you're going to continue to perpetuate it. She knows this and she tried to counsel them to prevent them from sabotaging themselves. And what happened? They said, we don't want none of this. You don't tell us what to do. We will wear our bonnets in the airport. I don't give a damn what nobody said. And then they, in the spirit of Jezebel, rebelled against the elders' information. So now you see older women, instead of counseling the young women to get sabotage, sabotage, they are joining them and shaking their ass on TikTok. They're trying to be their friends. Many mothers today want to be their daughter's friends. They want to be their son's friends. And then if a father is a little bit more stringent with the rules, what will happen is they will sabotage the father's relationship with the child. And oddly enough, in that same breath, they will say these men aren't leading. These men aren't protecting. These men are not raising their kids. They're not stepping up to the role in the same breath. And so this is what we have. We have a major problem. And when young women today like Meg the Stallion, let's go ahead and talk about her because I know that's why you clicked on my face here other than me. Meg the Stallion is literally sabotaging not only herself, she's sabotaging the reputation and I can't play this particular video. She's potentially, and I don't know all of the details, but the details are sketchy. We're going to go over them. She's literally going to sabotage other people along the way on a story that is flimsy. All right. So I don't know all the details. I wasn't there. Some of the things she's saying could be true. Some of the things are blatantly false. And the story doesn't make sense. Instead of her coming up down and say, you know what? I misled the people. You know what? I actually panicked. You know what? I need to take this L. I, I'm sabotaging. I'm hurting the reputations of several people because of my actions, which she's not going to express in this interview. She's leaving out details. When you do that, that's called lying by omission. When you omit details to make yourself look good and other people be bad, look bad, that is lying by omission. She's omitting things. Guys, this is all human behavior. I study human behavior. And let's listen to a couple of things here. She's sabotaging other people, including herself. This is the bull in a china shop. This is called a bull in a china shop. Okay? If you have a very uh, a, a, a shop that has fine china and you put a bull in there, that is indicative of what unfortunately young women do when they get their ass in a pickle. They basically become the bull in a china shop. Instead of sitting down and going, wow, there's a very fine time. She doesn't care. She indiscriminately tears up the whole shop. And then afterwards, she wants you to say, oh, no hard feelings. Let bygone be bygones. 
And yes, you tried to ruin me and you ruined everything in the China shop. However, let's forget it. I was emotional. I didn't know what to do. I panicked. No, she's, she buys, she doubles down. She becomes the victim. She takes it to the court of public opinion, which oddly enough, in this case, Tory Lanez is the person, and you guys are like, play the video. Tory Lanez, in this case, has been thrown in jail for talking about this case in public. Now, this is how crazy this is. And soon as he was thrown in jail and silenced, which a lot of divorced men and a lot of baby daddies are silenced about their cases and they can no longer speak. Once he is now silenced, she's on a tour to play the victim in the damsel of distress. Let's go ahead and play how cra crazy this is. I never put my hands on anybody. She already starting off with a lie. I mean, we already know that's a lie. Amber Heard already proved that. All right. We know she done put pause on somebody before and she probably put pause all over the furniture the car door the car window the restaurant all right she put pause on somebody but she's trying to tamp it down by lying this is and oh there's an a in her name okay anyway i never raised my voice too loud like this was oh my god she okay so we already know she lying okay goodness lord this person's reputation precedes herself. There's no way in hell, in a tough, tense moment, in which she's going to admit was argumentative, that she says she didn't raise her voice. We already know she lied. So everything she says, as they say in the uh, legal system, um, damn, I forgot what it was. A lie, uh, one lie. There's a there's a legal phrase of this one. Uh, one lie equals everything is a lie. Let me go ahead and look it up. One lie. Some my lawyers are going crazy right now. All is a lie. I'll get the legal phrase of this one. So if you go, oh here it is: falsus in uno, falsus in omnibus. Falsus in uno, falsus in omnibus, which translates which translates to false in one thing means false in everything. Everybody should always remember that. False in one thing means false in everything. Okay, so if a person says, well, I lied, a simple lie, lie by omission, falsus in uno, falsus in omnibus. Is I, am I saying that right? <laughs> so she said, I didn't raise my voice. That's a lie. And why would you trust this individual? Individual. Here we go. Like this all my life. I pressed the wrong video. Now to get a copyright. All right. So anyway, this is the video. One of them times where it was like, it shouldn't have got this crazy. It shouldn't have escalated. To right. The that it did. Okay. So we're going to break this one minute video down. Now she's, she's crying. She's attempting to cry. She's not crying. She's attempting to cry, playing the damsel in distress. And she's saying, now, in, in retrospect, it should not escalate it this far. Now, any, everybody's been in relationships to, with women, right? How many times have they ever said? Now, I'm not saying all women. I'm just saying in the relationships you've had. When things have escalated, 
and being instigated, gaslighting, all of these things. How many times have they said, you know what? We're escalating this too far. Let's go ahead and pull it back. She's talking in retrospect. I can guarantee she was talking out the side of her neck at this instant. She was going crazy. It's without a doubt. I wasn't even there, and I know this. But <laughs> it's escalating. It's going too far. We don't. We can calm down. And she's speaking quietly. Hi, everybody. Let's calm down. By the way, these people probably, they were coming from a party. So I'm assuming alcohol. These are all alleged. I'm assuming alcohol. I'm assuming a uh, late night. You know how people get late night. I'm assuming people are arguing. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it was getting ignorant. Let's go ahead and continue. So I get out the car and it's like everything happens. Why is it so quiet? So I get out the car. Hold on, let me skip to that part. I got this crazy. It shouldn't have escalated. Right. That it did. So I get out the car and it's like everything happens so fast. Everything happens so fast, which means it got beyond my control. And she probably was uh, guilty of escalating it beyond the control. Okay. She probably was guilty of escalating it beyond this control, but she's taking no accountability in that. And all I hear Sniffing. Is man screaming is, he said, dance, bitch. Okay, so, um, listen, I gotta stop it. I'm sorry, because I'm, I'm basically gonna break it down. So she skipped a whole bunch of information here. I don't know if they edited it out. All right, but, um, uh, let's see here. So she's using a lot of ghetto phrases that you know are a lie right anytime you're hearing this ghetto explanation you know it's a lie so what ha happened was and all i heard was and then next thing you know and then so what so when i so i started with you know what i mean these are all lying phrases if you are telling a story and somebody's throwing these things in as filler words to basically skip and omit details this is ghetto lying, okay? She's looking off to the side. She's sniffing. She's wiping away fake tears. This is ridiculous, all right? So she's not lying about the entire thing. She's just leaving out details that would make her accountable, okay? Next thing you know, and then all, yeah, man, this is all, uh, you don't know what to trust here. He said, dance, bitch. Start shooting, and I'm just like, Oh my god, that's what you said. You said, Oh my god, or did you run, or did you scream, or did you yell, or were you in pain? I mean, I know if I got shot or somebody started popping off, I'm not gonna say, Oh my god, and she's not maintaining eye contact at all, she's not assertive, she's she's brushing hair back, I don't sure what, or her wig back, and uh, her body language tells me that this is not exactly true, all right? And unfortunately, if this isn't true or it's falsus in uno and falsus in omnibus, somebody's gonna take the blame for this and they don't deserve 100% of the blame. He may deserve 50, 60%. Other people might, be, uh, might need to be blamed in this one, but it just doesn't make sense to just say, and all I heard was, and, and sooner or later, and next thing I know, yeah, man, and, uh, you know, all of these things here. Like, he shot a couple of times. Mm -hmm. and I, I so was is so he scared. in the car shooting from the car? Megan? He is he... standing up over the window. Okay. Okay. 
She had to think about that. She is standing up over the window. Okay, so let me show you body language here. All right, I learned this as a basketball coach uh, because I used to do interviews a lot, radio and television. Uh, but anytime somebody standing up over the window and then she does like this, she was standing, he was standing up over the window. So I nod to get you to nod in agreement. Are you buying this? We're a good basketball team this year. Okay. We're going to be very good. And that freshman that we have is going to be fantastic. You see, I'm nodding. I'm getting you to agree. Right. And so, yes, I'm putting this bullshit out here. She did this with her hand. Put this bullshit out here and nod. Yeah, he was shooting from the window. You believe that bullshit? Yep, I put that out there. So this is what she's doing. And unfortunately, Gail ain't falling for it. If you know Gail King, she ghetto, allegedly. All right, she she ghetto. So she's putting that bullshit out there, and she's going to look. This is the only time she's got eye contact when she wants you to get that bullshit and then confirm it. Let's go ahead and watch it again. The times. And I, I so was so... By the way, the sniffling, snidely thing she's doing, I don't see no snot. I don't see nothing. All right. This is all, I would consider it fake. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like he shot a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And I, I so was is so he scared. in the car shooting from the car? Megan? He How is he? standing up over the window. Okay, I don't know what car anatomy is. Hey, uh, car guys, what is standing up over the window? Hold on, I'm trying to figure out. Hold on for a second. He's standing up over the window. Anybody have a uh, car diagram I can see? Because what is standing up over the window? I'm not sure what that is. Is he standing beside the car on the other side of the car? Is he on the same side of the car standing up over the window? I would love to know. <laughs> I would love to know standing up over the window. Like where, where would that be? Uh, the front window? You mean the windshield? Is he in the front of the car standing up over the windshield in front of the hood? Where, where is this? At? <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. And I don't know if you guys have handled firearms, but it ain't easy to shoot at somebody. And if I'm shooting at somebody's feet and I'm standing behind an object, over the window is going to be difficult for me to shoot at feet. Like, where are we talking about? What part of the car is this? Please point out the part of the car where he's standing up over the window. By the way, Tory Lanez is five foot three. I don't know if you guys knew this. He's he's on top of the roof, coach. <laughs> Looking down. Wait, Tory Lanez is five foot three. So for this this young man to be standing over the window. Shooting down, well, this sounds like Lee Harvey Oswald at this point. This sounds like from the sixth floor of the book depository. Well, what are we talking about here? This dude's an accurate shooter. Let's continue. Shooting. And I didn't even want to move. I didn't want to move too quick. Like, because I'm like, oh, my God, if I take the wrongs. There's a looking away again. Step. I don't know if he can shoot something that's like super important. I don't <sighs> okay, hold on for a second. Let's let's roll that back. I'm like, oh my god, if I take the wrong step, I if I take the wrong step, 
I, listen, what she's talking about now, if you've ever had a firearm pulled on you, yeah, I what she's saying now, I agree. You're frozen. You don't know whether to run. Yeah, take the wrong step. Yeah. Uh, she's definitely using references to feet in lower body area because the next thing she says, I want you to listen. I don't know if he can shoot something that's like super important. I'm I don't know if he's going to shoot something super important. You mean like your body? Like what else? Or your foot? What do you mean shoot something that's super important? Did she say super? Anytime you put, did she say super important? He can shoot something that's like super important. Yeah, super is a super is another filler word that liars use. Okay. Super is another filler word that liars use. Oh, it's super this, and it's extra that, and it's this on steroids. Yeah, anytime you have to do that, it's mega. All right. <laughs> These are what liars and exaggerators. So it's it's a lie, and it's often exaggerated. So when you use that as a filler word, it's an automatic indication that you're lying. Oh, it was super big, and it was super sad, and it was super. Yeah, bro. Shoot something super important. What the hell is super? What is shooting something? I want to know what is shoot like. What do you? Anytime you've had a gun put on a firearm pulled on you, whenever have you said, "I was wondering if he was going to shoot something on me that was super important." You probably saying, "I don't want him to shoot me." You don't identify a third, uh, identify a body part in third person. All right, I don't know if he's going to shoot me in the knee, shoot me in the foot. Was he going to shoot me in the, he's going to shoot me in the kidney? Like, what? no, you're saying he's going to shoot me. I don't know if he was going to shoot me. I don't know if he could shoot me and kill me. There we go. Were you afraid for your life at that I time? I was really scared because I. Hold on for a second. Let's rewind that. Were you afraid for your life at that time? I was really scared because I had never been shot at before. I was really scared because I had never been shot at before. Well, most people have not, Megan. So I don't even know if you, that's not a reason to be scared or not. I mean, just being shot at in general, if whether you've been shot at or, no, or not, is not really like, okay, so I've been shot at 10 times. I'm cool. 50, 50 Cent, Tupac. Yeah, man, I've been shot at before. So I'm not scared. But I'm scared because I've never been shot at before. So she's using these words right here to fill in all the blanks. Because if she doesn't have these things that she's talking about, which is BS, she has to then answer tough questions. And she's trying to prevent answering tough questions by filibustering and filling in gaps with useless information. No, we don't care about whether you've been shot at before. What I want to know is how is he shooting over the window and he's five foot three? Okay, he's five foot three. How is he shooting down over the window? That's what I would like to know. Forget all of that other fluff. <laughs> so again, one thing you guys got to understand, this man, the man who she's accusing, cannot speak about this in public. This is how disadvantaged this is in the case. He cannot speak about it. He was actually put, I think he has uh, to serve jail time because he spoke about it in public. I think he put some lyrics out or something like this. Now, here's another question they're going to ask. Oh, I got to push this forward here. 
Shout out to this individual that I'm using their video on, Trap Money. Fair use, Trap Money. Uh, Gail, the king, is going to ask Tory, not Tory Lanes. They all kind of have, never mind. Uh, Gail, the king, and I can't make this larger, is going to ask Megan the Stallion whether she had a relationship sexually with Tory Lanes. Let's go ahead and hear her answer here. And did you have an intimate relationship with him? Like sexual? Okay, all right, so we got a question back. Answer a, a question with the question. Is she's either dumb, <laughs> which I don't know, and doesn't understand the word intimate, or she's delaying so she can find the answer, I'm probably going to say it's B. And did you have an intimate relationship with him? Like sexual? Yeah, I'm... It, it might be a little bit of A or B. All right. It's certainly mostly B, but it is a little bit A. She's probably not that bright. So at any point of going forward, she's going to have to smarten up. Intimate means sexual. But right now, she's looking for the answer. Let's continue. Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you, Megan? Oh, oh, and Gail King caught it. Hold up for a second. Like sexual? Yeah. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> Did you, Megan, did you have a sexual relationship with Tori Lanez? Yes, that's my question. Wow. So what's happening here? I'm going to tell you what's happening here. So Gail King went in for the kill. It is known, it is a known fact in the industry that this person allegedly had a sexual relationship with Tori Lanez. She's five foot nine or five foot ten. She's probably close to six feet in heels. And Tori Lanez probably five foot two to five foot three. And he's smashing Megan the Stallion. So Go ahead and throw out your short man can't be successful argument with women. All right. If you got enough clout or money, anybody will bang you. All right. Mostly anybody. So in this situation here, Gail King confronted her as she tried to dodge the question twice with the question back and then a chuckle or a laugh. And now she's shaking her head. What this means is she's not happy with Gail asking her this question. She got caught off guard. And what she wants to do is say, Gail, why you put me out like this? Why are you doing this to me? You caught me off guard. My publicist told you not to ask me this question. And she tried to dodge it twice. And Gail said, come on, girl. Come on, sister girl. See, y'all don't know Gail from the hood. She might go ahead and put her wig on sideways when she get on CBS. But Gail from the hood, she knows what's up. Girl, don't lie to me on camera. And so she basically, uh, she hit below the belt on Megan the Stallion and Megan the Stallion didn't anticipate it. And now she's got to say, yes, I've been smashing that dwarf. I've been that, that little leg dude, short waist. All right. Little stubby sawed off shotgun dude smash this. She doesn't want everybody to know this. And people are probably going to say that's not relevant, but it is relevant. Because you're accusing him of shooting you. Why did he shoot you? Did you get in an argument about him smashing you? Him smashing another girl? You smashing another dude? That's relevant. So she shook it off, and she still hasn't answered the question. And did you have an intimate relationship with him? Like sexual? Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you, Megan, did you have a sexual relationship with Tori Lanez? Yes, that's my question. Um. Um. And that's you. Um, 
I didn't have a sexual relationship with Tori. Uh, she's shaking her head. She knows that's going to be in the lie territory. Um, yes, that's my question. She had five seconds to think about that. Ladies, there's some ladies in here that I don't smash. All right. <laughs> and there's some ladies that I didn't. If I say your name right now and I didn't smash, you would be on here immediately. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you, Megan? Did you have a sexual relationship with Tori Lance? Yes, that's my question. Um, I didn't have a sexual relationship with Tori. <laughs> oh man. So why do you think he's putting out the story that the two of you had a relationship and that you're making the whole thing up? I think that he is trying to deflect. That's what you're doing because you said deflect? Question mark. From the fact that he committed a crime. Let's take it back to what he did to me. The hell what we did in the bedroom. Happened. In text messages obtained by CBS News. So we don't need all of this. Basically, what's happening here is after this, the person's going to. Oh, wait. No, there's a little bit more. Kelsey Harris, the other woman in the car, texted Megan's security guard saying, help. Tori shot Meg. I really thought that we were all friends. And, and it's. Sometimes I feel like I put the blame on myself because when my mom passed, I just felt like I was looking for some type of family. Oh, boy. Man, who does not see this? <laughs> she basically then brought in... Guys, when they start doing this, this is what our society has allowed. This is why I don't... Uh, uh, I've been working with kids for a long time. This is what happens when... Uh, people allow people to do this, right? Garner sympathy. You do something stupid, you get in trouble. Instead of getting the consequences, well, I'm black and I grew up in the ghetto and I didn't have a daddy and I didn't have a mommy and I had ADHD and I've been depressed. I've been thinking about checking out. Well, every time I look at you, you look like you having a party. But then when it's time to face some damn accountability, now all of a sudden, <laughs> and my mom had passed. My mama died when I was 10 years old. Every time I see you, you shaking your ass. Every time I see you, you rolling a blunt, you having a party. Remember that happened with that sprinter? <laughs> with the sprinter? The, the little girl that, that, that uh, was smoking weed before the Olympics? All right. And every time you saw her, she wasn't mentioning that her mama died. She wasn't out there saying to all the kids that had parents that died. She didn't do any of that. Now, what happened was when she got busted, then she, <laughs> and my mama had died. She started, guys, I don't, I don't care, man. Look, let's deal with what we got right in front of us. Let's deal with what we got right in front of us. Forget all of your past. When I'm got right now, you in a, under investigation. But we allow people to do this. And weaklings in society allow people to do this. And now you don't want to come down on her hard because <laughs> and my mama had died and I started hanging around with the wrong people. Who cares? Let's, let's keep it on the incident. Who shot who? <laughs> Environment. And I was letting so many people in. Here we go. And I didn't care who it was. I just wanted to feel like I got family and I got people that care about me. And what does this have to do with being shot in the foot and who shot you? Who shot you? Separate the reek from the obsolete, hard to creek, the Brooklyn streets. It's on, brothers. All that bickering beef. I can hear sweat trickling down your cheek. Your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch feet. Thundering, shaking the concrete. 
Come on, man. Just, I could hang out with everybody and I, I was just moving through it. What, what was the nature of your relationship with Tory Lanez? Because he has led led people to believe that it was a sexual relationship, that it was, uh, that you two were dating. What was the nature? We were of not dating. We what were really name? close. We were. <laughs> we were not dating, but we were really close. But what does that mean? That it was. Uh, that you two were dating. What was the nature? We were not dating. We what were really name? close. We were friends. We hung out like every day. Oh, so he got the peace leave then. Hey, I don't let women hang around with me every day and I don't smash. All right, ladies, I'm just letting you know. If you with me every day, we getting the peace. I'm getting the peace leave. All right. Or you ain't going to be with me tomorrow. All right. By the time tomorrow roll up, it's over. Uh, can we hang out again today? Nope. <laughs> Come on. And his mom passed too. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, and we shared the fact that, but dude, I'm going to tell you, when they were hanging out, they didn't talk about their mom's passing. Come on, man. So when I felt like we were bonding over that. Oh, my gosh. Man, almighty. This is all cavity cap cap. Let's do the super chats. Cappy. This is terrible, man. What do, you, what do you want people to do in this world? This is stuff we got to deal with. Who shot you? That's all I want to know. And, and was you giving them some sags? Shout out to Octavius Baker. Says, keep it up. Keep it up. Keep keeping it up. AC, DC. And what got Tory Lanez into the situation is no salami discipline. He was piping Meg down, her best friend, and was trying trying Kylie Jenner and now look and so yeah I think I've been getting the details potential love triangle uh he was trying to get at Kylie Jenner I think there was an article about he had a crush on her um let me see here he had a crush on Kylie and maybe hit on her at the party or maybe he already smashed her uh there's a whole bunch of things here if you guys want to see the injury to Megan's foot uh oh hold on for a second before I show the injury to Megan's foot uh viewer discretion is advised all right on this one and it could be a little bit graphic but here it is right here. Tory Lanez allegedly flirted with Kylie Jenner, sparking fight between him and Megan the Stallion before the shooting. So this is all lying by omission. She's leaving this detail out. And they were at a party at Kylie Jenny, Jenner's house. And if there was an alleged flirtation, she probably was like, we need to go. And then gathered everybody up. There was argument and things escalated. And then... um it got to this point, but she's not going to mention all of that because then if she does, she has to admit that she was letting uh, Tory Lanez, who's five foot three, smash Megan the Stallion. That's six footer. OK, she doesn't want to do that. Uh, so let's show the injury to the foot. Oh, yeah, here it is. A feet picture here. Uh, this is not her foot. This is her hoof because she's a stallion. So let's go ahead and see that hoof or that meat hook. All right, boy, oh boy. So this is her injury. Um, mostly it's probably shrapnel. Um, this doesn't look like a direct entry wound. This is probably damage, you know, concrete, um, glass, things like that. I don't see an entry or an exit wound there. That's what you probably would see. You would definitely see an injury, uh, uh, entry wound, and you don't see that. Potentially there's one there. It looks like a scrape or a... Um, yeah, looks like some damaged skin there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see a bullet wound. So obviously she wasn't shot and she has 
the effects of a gun being fired. That's for sure. That is for sure. A gun was fired. And I don't think anyone will dispute that. However, who was the shooter? Allegedly, they could potentially have been wrestling for this firearm. This is a disaster. Uh, let's see here. He said he said Tory had no salami discipline. Um, who knows? I think who knows? I mean, I don't know if that could be said. You know, I, he's letting these girls. These girls are wanting to line up to get them, get them some peace leave. Jeremiah Franz, I typically wake up at nine in the morning and collapse at midnight every three days. A tool or a van breaks, uh, break in my business or breaks in my business. He says, harder you fight, Murphy, the faster it moves. He says, best fight. Sorry, I messed all of this up. Uh, he said, every three days, a tool or a van breaks in my business. The harder you fight, Murphy, the faster it moves, but fight the good fight. Good timing falls in a favor of the righteous. All right, so I got it straight today. But um, I know what you're saying there, guys. This is what I always want to tell people. Um, Biggie said it, more money, more problems. People have been saying this for a long time. And the people who don't want to get that, you know, they, they think, oh, well, I don't want the bigger problems. And they'll settle for small problems. And they're a small fry. It, guys, I don't know why people do this. Just because you want to avoid big problems doesn't mean you're going to be happy. You, you're not going to be happy just by avoiding success in big problems because big problems are going to come. Can I tell you guys, big problems are going to come whether you go after uh, success or not. And I'd rather be prepared for, for the success or the problems and have success than to sit back and go, well, I'll just try to sit around being happy. People are overwhelmingly not happy, and we're so focused on trying to get people happy. This is so dumb to me. There's no permanent state of happiness, but uh, yeah, everything's gonna happen. You open a business, trust me, it's gonna things are gonna go wrong. But the reason you're opening a business and becoming an entrepreneur or successful is not to avoid problems. You're basically trying to prepare yourself to fight problems. You own your own restaurant, damn sure stupid stuff is gonna happen. But that, that shouldn't stop you from wanting to do what you wanted to do. You're not doing it to uh, not have problems. You're doing it to prepare for when problems arise. Anyway, Streetside says a life insurance ad on the Tubi app shows a father come home and the whole family has set booby traps to delete him, but he keeps dodging it. Wow. He says it is funny, but a sad reality mainstream even promotes. Yeah, man, uh, this is the father. This is the, the guy just politic that work. Um, he's worked hard and he comes home. And oftentimes the biggest trap for a man is set for him via his own family. Now, make that make sense in this world today. Your own family are setting bigger traps for you than the world out here. A man fights every day out here. Just to survive. And I often tell people men on a daily basis could I mean, you're one, you're one bad moment away from being, being deleted as a man, right? I always tell women this. It's hard out for us. I was like, okay, yes, men can definitely attack you, right? But I always let men know this. I'm sorry, let women know this. I'm one bad look away from getting my teeth pushed back down the back of my throat. Like, literally, if I look at a dude wrong today, it could be on and popping. If I bump his shoulder, if I step on his J's, 
if I cut them off in traffic, it could be on and popping right now. Somebody can lose their life. And here's the deal. In times past, that's how it was for men. And not too long ago, it was like that for men. In some communities, it's like that right now. If I wear the wrong color and my hat cocked the wrong way, it could be on and popping. If I show off too much money, if I drive my car in the wrong neighborhood, on and popping. So I can lose my life on a daily basis to somebody who might not be in a good mental state. So I face all of that on a daily basis. I do my job. I focus, I stay out of trouble, I keep my nose clean, and then I come home and my family has bigger traps set for me than even the world presented to me. I have to jump through all kinds of obstacles just to get my family to the next day. And then I got to wake up in the morning and go out there and do it again with the world outside. And the world treats men better, oddly enough, than many people get treated when they get home. Sad, isn't it? It's a sad reality. Uh, just do swoosh. Have you heard what Disney is doing to children? I have. Yes, I have, man. Um, it is what it is, but that industry has been doing that to children for a long time. You really don't want to bring all of that up. If you're talking about Hollywood and, and, and these people, uh, you gotta be a special person. Shout out to all the artistic people out here. You gotta really, really be a special person to make art like cartoons for kids. As an adult, because you really got to draw back and be a kid, right? Then you got to translate a message, be able to push the message to the kid to keep the kid entertained. So you got to be a little bit loony. I don't know if you know, man, these script writers and these people, they're on drugs. These people who are drawing the cartoons, they be on drugs, high, drinking, on pills, LSD, all of this. This is all alleged. And then they slip in messages. They insinuate things in these cartoons. And then, you know, you don't see it coming because you just put the put the cartoon on and then you leave. Oh, it's Disney. They wouldn't do this. And then they subliminally hit your kid a thousand times a month because you just push that move. You want to watch Beauty and the Beast again? Go ahead. And it don't make sense that she having sex with a lion. Mm. <laughs> You never put that damn together. Oh, here's Beauty and the Beast again, all right? And your kid going, damn, lying, all right? And then sooner or later, your daughter grows up, and then there's peanut butter and a dog. Where did you learn this type of thing? This is ridiculous, all right? <laughs> all right? Here we go. Shout out to Phineas Henshaw says, for the collection this morning. Appreciate you. Good morning to you. Obi Trice, I've never seen... A woman on any highway laying hot tar at a 95-degree temperature with humidity, by the way. But I don't hear them talking about equality for those types of jobs, right? I mean, it's very blatant. This is why, look, 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 because some of these jobs I wouldn't even do. And being that I wouldn't do them, I don't talk crap about them. And I don't call these people losers. And I don't treat them like they're invisible. And I try to treat them with respect when I can. But on the other hand, People think they're like, you know, some people who are talking about equality, they totally dismiss these type of jobs and men like this. And by by you pushing equality, you're basically telling me you want equality and outcome because I don't see you trying to do those type of jobs. That's not that's what that would be equality or equity. But they're not pushing for that. What they're saying is there should be more women making just as much money as the top tier men. 
All right. Marcus Sneed is in the building. Coach, I worked three years on an oral rig in North Dakota, negative 60 degrees in the winter, especially if you up high. My ex-wife shamed me for wanting to come home. I listened to every other man's wife tell her husband to come home. Buzzer, please. Wow. Mm. Not to come home. And shout out to you for working on the rig. Man, let me tell you, if you're working in Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, um, many a times those jobs are outdoor. You got to work on one of them uh, windmills or rigs. And then if you're working in Louisiana, Alabama, in the humidity, and you got to lay down tar, God dang, brothers. Tough job. So I don't know why she's telling you to not come home (laughs) for a minute. Stay out there. Shout out to Andrew. Thank you for the coffee. Uh, Senior Oro, hope you enjoyed your trip with the kids. Everything you're speaking about, I see in my family and friends. Your video has helped me out more than my Super Chats can afford. Shout out to the coach gang. And I know I remember you. You're getting pressure from your family to do the Misery Loves Company. When are you going to have kids? When are you going to get married? And you see your family is an absolute disaster. Your family talk. Have you guys got together with family? I'm not a big family guy. Because I think family, man, they they will pray and pray on your downfall. A lot of jealousy in family. Not in my family in particular. I'm not saying my family. But typically, I've seen some of the most horrible things that have been done to you have been by your family. I can go on and on about that. Now, I'm not talking about me specifically. But I've seen families do terrible things to each other. And most of it is emotional. Most of it is manipulation, leverage. Most of it is very, very bad stuff. All right. I mean, even worse. You can go in even worse on on this particular topic. Again, the people close to you are the ones you need to worry about, who you let into your lives. It's not necessarily strangers. Everett Walker, hope you enjoyed your time away to recharge and have some fun, coach. I did, man, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's an unfortunate thing. Uh, yeah, and a lot of it, yeah, the the jealousy, manipulation. A lot of people don't want you to be successful. Uh, they want to control you, control in family for sure. You know, sometimes they're looking out for your best interest. Um. Trigger verse, you hear singer Monica is marrying a death row inmate. Uh, yes, C. Murder is his name, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, there's another example of, you know, I think women will hit 40 and 40 and up, and that's where they went to go. I mean, that's what they have left. And Monica, by the way, was never 15 when she started singing. That woman was already like 21. <laughs> I remember they rolled her out, 15-year-old. I was like, she was already like 19 or 20. Anyway, who cares about Monica? No, <laughs> go ahead and take that L. I don't like her. I, yeah, Monica, anyway. Uh, I won't diss Monica today. Willpower Collins, I believe how you say that. Shout out to you. DGC, more peace and prosperity of the CGA and the coach gang. Coach, I don't want them to love me. Keep it 100%. Transactional. I got money. I hear you on that. I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not mad at that at all. We got a couple of good super chats. And stay with me here. I'm going to cover these. DGC more. Listen, I'm not into the love thing. I think love has been used uh, just as much as happiness as a crutch, as one of those things that people look to achieve and they want to achieve that uh, 
is basically not a permanent state, right? Everybody can fall out of love, but some people will become parasitic or they will become attached and they will call it love. All right. Um, love has definitely been used as a, um, as a way to control people. Love has been dangerous. There's a lot of things that love has become and we overlook these things and you can't even prove it exists. One person, one person can say, I love you so much. And then the other person can not love them at all. Now, who's in the right? You know what I mean? It's crazy. They can fall out of love. They can fall out of love. So um, it's conditional. It's based on conditionals. It changes. Uh, you guys put up with bullshit in the name of love. You guys do stupid things in the name of love, but you guys will sit up here and say, but all you need is love. No, no, no. No, I don't agree with that. <laughs> love hurts, man. Love hurts a lot of people. And people use love to control people and manipulate people. People hurt people because of love. Stop. Stop with the bullshit. Anytime you use an emotion to explain anything in this world and you say the emotion arrives, overrides any fact or detail, I can't ride with that. Sure, I have feelings too, okay? I have feelings. Don't think I'm over here. My I'm ice cold. I got an ice box where my heart used to be. I got my veins are cold. My veins are cold. I don't give a damn. I'll cut you off. I, I really, but if you come over here and I got, but I got feelings too. You know, I feel, I feel. <laughs> so I said, no, you don't. I feel, but I also know reality. I also got to go out into this world and it be realistic. I can't be in fantasy mode. So when I step out into this world, I got to know this is what I got to do, man. I got to keep it real. Nobody gives a damn about your damn love. All right. When you walk outside, hoes don't, men don't. So when your girl ain't with you, love is out the window. <laughs> All right. Many times. And I know not mine. It happens to too many people. For me to keep ignoring it, just because you think it's not going to happen to you or you haven't done it is irrelevant. It's happening to people. Let's stop ignoring it. People delete themselves over love. Come on, stop. Stop. It's a myth. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time for me. And it's not going to override my reality. Reality first. <laughs> uh, somebody says, if you want to be happy, don't seek truth. You won't ever come back. Yeah. And I actually, and truth is actually one of those things I accept. I'm like, man, I'm going to just go with what's real and go off of that. Uh, a lot of people operate on what could be. Oh, it could be perfect and it could be um, it could be unique and it could last forever. And it, I could be happy and it could be better. It could be a utopia. No, 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 no. What is it? What is it? And what this is what I'm going to do. This is it. This is the truth. And this is how I operate my life. I don't deal with hope. I don't deal with fantasy. I create my own hope and fantasy every day. But I'm not going to let you, because I see some of you ham and eggers out here. I see some of you goofballs. I wouldn't depend on you to bring me a fast food Happy Meal at this particular point. I know you will goof it up. You're probably going to forget. I wouldn't depend on you if my life depended on it. So why would I depend on you making a good reality around me? I'll create my own reality. 
for myself. I can't depend on some of you goofballs. I literally look at you and I know I can't depend on you. I walk outside and I look at some of you guys with your guns hanging around the middle of your thigh. And I know I got, I can't take any life advice from you. I say, you're someone I cannot listen to. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you telling me today. You can tell me the sky is falling. <laughs> I'm looking at you. You're a plugged in normie. I can't listen to you. I'm looking at the way you keep yourself, how you maintain yourself, the way you wash your face and brush your teeth or lack thereof. I'm looking at the way you look. I'm looking at the way you comb your nappy hair. I'm looking at the beer gut that you got rocking. I'm looking at the fact that your jeans don't fit right. <laughs> and I'm going to depend on you in life. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead and run 100 meters in under 10 seconds, please. Oh, well, let's get make it realistic. In under 30 seconds, I know you can't do it. Give me one push-up. Give me five. Show me your damn bank account. I know it's at negative $23, and I'm supposed to listen to you. I can't put my faith in some of these people out here. I can't. There's no possible way. I know you're in dire straits many times. How many do you, you guys have people people like this on, in your family. They're literally struggling to make it to the next day, and they're trying to give you some damn life advice. I'm like, yo, your lung capacity is nil. If we had to break out and run right now, I'd have to drag you. I can't listen to you. <laughs> you wasted 35 years of your life. I know you have, because I see where you are right now. You've wasted it. I can't listen to you. I'm way beyond you. You don't even know where I am. Where I am in your life is fantasy world. If you were with me today and you woke up and you were me, you think you won the lottery. And I'm going to listen to you. <laughs> These people, man, especially these people, these therapists, I'll be looking at them like therapists walking the room. Hi, everybody. I'm your therapist. Mm. No, the hell you ain't. <laughs> you ain't guiding me through nothing. All right. Hell no. You ain't got nothing to me, bro. Sitting here looking like Grimace on the side of the Happy Meal box. Stop. Mm. What can you tell me? <laughs> yeah, somebody said, listen to do the opposite. Everything you're about to tell me, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop. Let's get back. Ricky V, this babe, this big baby is crying on camera, but listen to her song, Plan B. Females pretend to be tough, but after, uh, we'll start the waterworks to destroy you. That's what I've been telling you. So a lot of people have been following these chest-dumping artists. But if you can see here, she didn't bust a grape in the fruit fight. Right. Soon as the soon as the reality started popping off, she got the scrambling. <laughs> All right. Come on, man. Where are we at here? Uh, there was a couple of good super chats. I, I don't know if I'm going to get to it. Uh, let's see here, because I got to talk about these other stories. I got to talk about these other stories. And guys, don't listen to people that you don't want to actually be them. You know, uh, let's see here. 
Hey, shout out to Maury. He follows us over there. Go subscribe to Maury. He got 2.2 million followers over there. Subscribers. God dang, brother. Is Maury here today? All right. Shout out to Maury. Hey, man, fair use. Don't get me, Maury. No. This video. So listen to what happened here. So this young brother, his daughter, his sister is on Lonely Fans. And he can't go to college without him hearing every day about his sister succeeding on the Internet. That I saw under the posts of the other guy, you know, roasting Kim K for, you know, her son seeing an ad for her old sex tape on Roblox. And this guy said, uh, that's nowhere near what this is going through as we speak. And at first, I didn't think it was that serious until I actually cooked the video and listened to what it had to say. And this is, this is what happened. Bro, like, I can't even play football or talk to any more football because everybody wants to fucking bring up your Twitter and how they follow you. And I was like, okay, so his sister has a Twitter account. Big fucking deal. Most Gen Z girls have Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts. It's pretty much like the standard starter pack for every girl in this generation. <sighs> Until I started scrolling down and, uh, you know, I kind of wish I didn't. And someone said, could you give me context? I don't know either of these people. And the original poster of the video said, go to the replies for her ad. It led me to this page of Hood Famous TV, just another, you know, Twitter page reporting the news. And, you know, they had the same video up here and uh, they actually did us all a disservice by linking her Twitter handle in the comments. Uh-oh, now it's about to get in trouble. And uh, I clicked on her page. Let's Social slut too. So... This is what happens with young women today. They think they can do it on their own. And inevitably, they get dragged into what used to be a male-dominated industry in which these girls would be on the Bang Bros bus. They would be on Girls Gone Wild. They'll be on Playboy magazine. But now they've eliminated the men from this, and they proceeded to socially uh, objectify themselves sexually, I should say, objectify themselves for dollars. Now, people can see it. You can find this content. And because young women are trying to find their way, they end up going into this direction. And this is sabotage. This is the sabotage that I'm talking about. So sabotage doesn't only affect them. They will sabotage their life. And as they go into their rebellion stage, they will also sabotage your life. And they will feel no problems doing this. This is why you got to really be careful about people in your life that are willing to sabotage themselves because they are have no problem sabotaging you. And they do not care how it affects you. Let's go ahead and listen. Led me to this. I started doing a little, you know, investigative journalism. And uh, yeah, this is immediately what I saw. Some dude sitting in a barber chair getting, you know, gobbled, gobbled up by his girl while the dude, some Asian looking dude out here giving him a trim, like, I'm just like, bro, if that's really your sister, man, I can understand why you're getting bullied. Her name is Jaden Kyrell. I know everybody going to go look her up, but Maury already put her out there. You know, she's a top 0 0.04 on OnlyFans. She's 19. Uh, you can tell what she's doing in the front seat of that Jeep. 19, by the way. Uh, this is why, young ladies, ladies, are you listening to me? Where's the fee picture game? Hey, ladies. When you tell me you're 28 and 30 and 32 and 40, this is what I imagined the early part of your life to be, <laughs> all right? The part that I missed, right? I'm a good woman. What were you doing at 18? 
What were you doing at 19? See, I missed all that. What were you doing at 23? Well, I've had my fun, right? Uh, Well, I think you had a little bit too much fun. These are your future wives, ladies and gentlemen, or gentlemen. These are your future wives. And basically, her page is just full of, like, uh, content of her getting her back blown out, smashed. I, I think that's her boyfriend or maybe somebody else. I don't know. Could be a co-worker. But, yeah, apparently, she's been doing this kind of content since she was 18 years old, fresh out of high school, and jumped straight into OnlyFans, you know. Like, she's out here getting railed on beaches by poolsides. She out here sucking D on college campuses. Honestly... I'm going to have to do a lot of heavy censoring for this video. I don't even know if my editors are going to be comfortable even editing this kind of content, bro. Like she literally just turned 19 last month, according to her uh, driver's license. Like, So one thing I try to warn you about is uh, the idea. I gave, you, I gave you the statistics of young women and their sexual interactions. By the time they hit 18, a good 75% of them have passed that point. And I, we talked about the girls, the hot girls wanted video. We talked about girls entering the prime industry, young, the only fans. They're actually pushed into this because there's a big draw of money. But it's sabotage because you're going to mess up your future when you do this. But, hey, that's your life. I ain't trying to save you. But it's not going to end well. All right. Look at Lana Rhodes and uh, Mia Khalifa. They all regretted it later. But you do you, baby. Um, this is the problem then when you meet them five years down the road. They've already been through and done all of that. Never look at a 19-year-old and say that's just a kid. Legally, it's not. Okay? Legally at 19, they could be doing a lot of things. Okay? A lot. I was just watching Stormy Daniels' interview on Vlad TV. Oh, I started stripping at 17. Guys, they can live a whole, they can live two or three times your life by the age of 14, really, and 15 to be specific. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, they could live a whole life by that time. And here she is, 34, telling you, oh, no, I'm good. Well, what were you doing 17 years ago? 17 years ago. She out here wilding, bro. She's not even 20 yet. And she, my guy. But yeah, on this page, they said, what advice y'all got for Lil Bro? Because he's like, he can't even go to practice. Go to school in peace without people trying to roast him and say anything about his sister. Embarrassing him because she's out here doing all this stuff for millions of people to see. So as I scroll down to the comments, we have one girl who said, Y'all in the comments like, women don't care about men's feelings. Is she supposed to change her whole career path to spare her brother's feelings? The deed is done already. And then some brother said, career path? Bruh, we really living in the end of days. <laughs> so. I like this response. Uh, I think I like it. Ladies, please, if you're service providers, I don't look down on it. If you want to get into this type of work, you go ahead. You're going to have a bad in. It's going to end bad for you, but I don't care. I'm not trying to save you. All right. But in the meantime, I got a fistful of 20s. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, I can make good use of you. So I'm, I'm not the one that's going to shame you for this type of uh, choice. But you are an adult. I don't want to hear no tears 15 years from now because you're going to be in tears 15 years from now. Look at Kim Kardashian right now. She's in tears 15 years after her sex tape because her kids have found it. So don't tell me, not me. I'm a parlay that. No, you ain't. You're going to be in tears. Okay. So uh, in this, she's basically said, I don't care about my brother and my family. Again, sabotage. 
not only are you will they sabotage themselves, they're going to sabotage you and they're not going to care. This is just how they are. So be prepared for it. Do not get caught off guard. What about our family name? Hey, guys, where's my legacy, guys? Where's my guys that want to leave a legacy? Where y'all at? Where you at, brothers? My legacy guys, quiet as hell. Shout out to Swagless Monk on the cash app. He says, adding kindling to the fire. Appreciate you. Thank you for the cash app. Hey, here's your legacy right here. There's your last name right here. By the time they turn 14, 15, really, they're their own person. All right, their personality is what it is. It's fixed. Um, there's really not much impact that you can make for them other than to bail them out of trouble. All right, you can guide them a little bit more. If they've never been guided, it's a rapsky. If they've been guided, many times they have already rebelled against good guidance and they want to make their own choices because technically they're an adult, except for our society coddles people until age 30. So uh, unfortunately, people don't look at these people as adults, but technically they're an adult. They have adult responsibility. They pretty much can do adult things. Many of them look like adults. Many of them don't look like adults. Okay, so um, many of them do do adult things and then sometimes get away with it being tried as a minor. Okay. So never get mad at me. I'm just spitting the truth over here. Let me play a little bit more. And you know what? He's absolutely right. Like it's this is how you know we're living in some fucked up times when OnlyFans is considered a legitimate career path for a lot of girls. Like, my God, I know a lot of women are definitely not like this and probably would never, ever try to take this path. But as far as the advice, uh, we have one other girl who said, learn how to fight or develop some snappy comebacks. It sucks, but he can't control his sister. This is true. He can't control his sister. And neither should you at this point in our lives. If she wants to be in the streets, in the streets, let her be in the streets, guys. You can't save them. You can't save them. I know you want to save them and you want to talk sense into them, but it, those days are gone. They're long gone. With what divorce, with fatherless homes, with men being pushed out of homes, with men fleeing homes, with single motherhood or single parents, divorced families, divided families, there, there's not much you can do. All right. Your brother can't do anything. The father can't do anything. The mother, they're going to do what they want to do. Do not save them. Which is right. She's not about to stop OnlyFans and she's going to always be his sister. So he got to let people know that what the deal is. And in my opinion, all I got to say is this absolutely nothing you can say. There's no coming back. There's no comebacks. There's no snappy, witty, anything you can say to anybody who's roasting you while holding up an image or a video of your sister getting eviscerated from behind. Like, <laughs> what can you say at that point? Shout out to Maury and thank you for that one. Uh, a little bit more. We're going to talk about the Trevor Bauer real quick. I know I got to get to these super chats. Um, just a review on this story and we won't stay long. Where are we at here? 146. We're going to try to do two hours and 10. All right. Remember the Trevor Bauer story that I brought to you about the woman who filed her, a domestic violence case against Trevor Bauer for getting beat up? And the judge threw it out because she asked to get beat up in a sexual, some sort of crazy sexual way. She came back twice to get beat up, then sued or then tried to find a domestic violence suit against Trevor Bauer in which he had to sit out the entire season. His first season with the Dodgers, he lost. He didn't lose the money, 
but he actually was under a um uh basically he was on a leave of work essentially all right but he got he still got paid now he's suing the woman after judges threw the case out twice this is another example of sabotage this woman was definitely into sabotaging herself self sabotage and not only that she brought that sabotaging bull in a china shop energy to a very wealthy man and it cost him his entire baseball season and could have cost him his career luckily he kept the evidence of the text messages before it destroyed him and sabotaged his career you have to be careful that you do not bring saboteurs sabotage people into your life and if they are in your life as a present get them out of your life do never feel that you have a loyalty to them. Well, this is family. No, if they're sabotaging your life, get them the hell out of your life. You can ill afford it. Now, here's this, in this situation right here. He's going to sue her. He's going to get absolutely nothing. And this is the reason why men do not come after women who violate them. Men are oftentimes victims of abuse. But what's going to happen? You're going to take her to court. The judge is going to say, slap her on the wrist and get her on. A person's going to cost you millions of dollars. In this case, this woman did. Ah, who cares? All right. He's not going to get anything from her. But he should sue her just so it's on her record. And I would encourage a lot more men to start prosecuting women because then it will make the statistics realistic. Anytime you see a statistic related to domestic violence, grape, any statistic, it is skewed, divorce, anything. Parental alienation, abuse, what abusive kids. Anytime you see these statistics, they're not accurate. And the reason they're not accurate is because men rarely ever charge women for anything. Because at the end of it, you say, well, I don't want to ruin her life. I'm not going to get anything. I won't take her to court. I won't allege. I'll keep it secret. And you've been violated. You've been abused. Uh, look at what's happening in the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. Your career has, you've lost jobs. You've lost income. You had your name dragged in the mud in the court of public opinion. And then you still will let them off the hook. So then they wouldn't start reporting the statistics. They'll say one in five women this and one in three women that. Okay, I guarantee you they're just as equal. Especially the domestic violation statistics are almost one in the same. It's one in three women and one in four men. Do they? Do you hear about the men? Nope. No, nobody talks about it. So in this situation here, luckily he kept the evidence of the text messages because he had a $102 million deal with the Dodgers and uh, um, uh, she almost torpedoed it and he almost torpedoed it because he participated in this so-called battery sex thing that they had going on and she was a crackhead i mean she was on drugs admittedly she was not happy 27 years old wanted to get choked beat up spit on spit down her throat right down the gullet all of this stuff and he almost lost 120 million dollars because he brought somebody who was sabotaging her own life into his life because he couldn't control his pipe because he didn't want to pay for women. These are one of the situations where I tell you, it's cheaper to pay them. Go ahead and pay them. For men, we can't, we have to stop this argument about tricking. Sometimes it's better to pay them, okay? It's better to pay them and get them out of your lives. 
as opposed to dealing with this nonsense and all the after effect and the aftercare and the after the court hearings and the child support and the marriage and the divorce. It's better to just give them a fistful of 20s and tell them to kick rocks. I got money. And you know what I always find out? The men who are against pain always got bullshit with women going on. Nah, man, don't pay. And then they dealing with BS with women. Have you noticed that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Have you noticed that? They always, man, oh, man, these PUAs. Nah, man, nah, man, don't pay. And they always in some bullshit with some women. <laughs> I'm like, you're paying by dealing with the BS, sir. You're paying. Look at all the time and attention you're giving to these people after the fact. I don't hear a peep out of these people once I pass the money over. <laughs> I'll be like, bye-bye. I hear nothing. The next time I hear from them, can I see you again? Yes, that's all I hear. Somebody says, but coach, we are messing up the market. What market? The market is a catastrophe. Guys, the dating market ain't there. Come on, man. Even Jordan Peterson said, there's no such thing as free sex. You're all paying, but you dumbasses will try to um, get around paying financially, and you pay the hard way. You want the easy way or the hard way? Will Smith about to pay $175 million. And he's paid with his life and his reputation. Look at what he's paid with by not paying. He got all that love from Jada for free, but look at what he's paying for now. He's paying for it dearly because she's a sabotager. Is that the word? A saboteur? Is that the word? Somebody says, ain't no dating market. Dating market is done. Dating's been done and dead. All right, so anyway. We ain't ruining nothing, all right? If you ain't got it, you ain't got it. I don't give a damn. I'm not dealing with the BS. And it's it's a saboteur. She's a saboteur. There's sabotagers out here. And you invite them into your homes all the time. And the worst thing you can do is try to manipulate a saboteur. Because if you do manipulate her, she's going to ruin you. She's going to ruin you. And she will not care. Have you ever been in a situation with the saboteur and you, she was ruining, she was ruining you and you went to her and you said, saboteur, you're ruining me. Perhaps you can stop ruining me. Maybe there's something that I can do for you, for you to stop ruining me. Uh, what has happened after that? I guarantee you, she didn't give a damn. Oh no, this is going to keep going. I'm going to keep ruining you. Is this about money? Uh, what can I do? Maybe I can give you a little bit of money. Maybe I can make something happen. Maybe I can fix the situation. Is there something that I can do? No. Once the sabotage stops, it ain't going to stop. <laughs> All right. Once the sabotage starts, it's not going to stop. Anyway, shout out to ACDC. He says, you just act so different now. Ain't no, this is, I can't do lyrics. If I don't know the name. Uh, let's see here. If I don't know the lyrics, I can't even rap it here. He's talking about tripping and slipping. All right. Shout out to the Tory Lane song there. Somebody says, yeah, but the sex was good. Yeah. Crazy piece leave is the best piece leave. But you're paying for that bubbles, bubbles in the building. Thank you for being here. Uh, Link says off subject, but you got to see this. 
I'm afraid to click click links. I'm afraid to click links. Y'all gonna send me something. Oh, some woman says I married my cat to get around my landlord's pet restriction. Deborah Hodge marries her cat to get around her landlord's pet restriction. Well, there we are, man. Here we are again. All right, hold on for a second. Here we are again with the realities. Hey, ladies, older ladies, man, I tell you, y'all got it bad. You got it. You got it bad. If you hear older women say they live in their best life, do not believe a word they're saying. I'm just letting you know right now. Now, they could be doing well. But most times they are, it's a bad, it's a bad deal. And I've met some very some older ladies that are very nice, okay? But they aren't in good positions at all. They got to do stuff like that. It's bad. Shout out to Ricky V says they just want to destroy a black man, SYSBM. Isn't it odd that they dragged this woman out, uh, Megan The Stallion, to torpedo Tory Lanes, throw dirt on his name on a major platform? What happened to protecting black men and all of these things that they were talking about? Black man, we want you back. But you're going to go on CBS? Uh, shout out to Sean. Christopher says the friend Kelsey was dating Tori. The one that texted said that Tori shot Megan. So the one that texted the police and said Tori shot Megan was dating Tori while Megan was smashing him behind her back. There's a video of Kelsey on IG Live airing him out. So the woman that reported that um, that Tory shot Megan was dating Tory Lanes and found that you can't make this up, brother. You can't make that up. Mm -mm. Well, I can't take that story seriously then. <laughs> Jesus, wow, Cali. That's crazy. Cali West, Miami. Ain't no way Megan graduated from Texas Southern University and not know what intimate means. She was definitely caught off guard and started shuffling. Yes, she did. She started shuffling. Yeah, man. You, even Texas Southern University has enough academic integrity to know what intimate is. The Pipped Out Platypus says if you're strong and independent and fierce, you don't need to be saved and aren't a victim. You can be fierce or a scared little girl, not both. Yeah, man, you're going to take on the world. Go ahead and take on the world. See, me as a man, um, even though people want men to be less masculine and more effeminate, the minute I show weakness or fear, then I'm less of a man. You know, it's one of those things that, unfortunately, masculine men have to go through because then at one time they're shaming you, but then when they need you, they need you to step it up. Step it up and protect us and all this stuff. And you scared and you a bee. So what is it, ladies? What's this going to be? This is why I want men to understand. You're oftentimes getting gaslit. You're getting manipulated. And they're doing this naturally. I, 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 it's one of those things that they do because out of boredom. Everybody's remembered this, right? On third grade, fourth grade playground, we're out playing basketball, kickball. We're hitting that little, we're hitting that little ball that goes around the pole whatever that's called, tetherball. You go on a, on a playground, third and fourth grade, most of the boys are out running around, hitting stuff, kicking, dope, kicking balls. They, they, they're figuring out how to way to do things. 
And then on that side of the playground, the girls are standing around talking. Now, we think we're, we got the world in, under control because we're out here running around and doing this. But over there, they're causing some emotional conflict. So much so, when your ass get back in the classroom, four or five of the girls are in full-blown tears when you came back from recess. Full-blown-ass tears. Now, you like, remember you were in fourth grade, you like, what happened? You didn't see no punches thrown. You didn't hear nothing. You ain't heard no rumors of, but they literally are out there in an emotional war and they're creating these uh, rifts and clicks and all of this stuff. And it's emotional turmoil. You come back sweating. You didn't put a triple double on people. You didn't beat everybody in 21. You at the water fountain. <laughs> Bragging, man, I was out there killing y'all today. And they in there, <laughs> you're like, what? What happened? Well, whatever been happening has been going on. This manipulation, this emotional terrorism has been going on for months, days, years, weeks. But this is what they do because that's what they do. They're social creatures. So when it comes to yo ass, and you start entering into this game when you start getting horny, 14, 15, and you enter into this field, you ain't equipped. Because you're horny, number one. But you ain't equipped on what you're about to get into because what you're about to get into, they've been doing it for already a decade, and they're barely 14 or 15 years old. They've been doing this. They've been doing this gaslighting. They've been doing this playing the victim. They've been doing these shedding tears. They've been, do they've been doing this with all the little girls on the playground for years. And here you come, Mr. Mac Daddy, horny ass dude, thinking you about to run game on her. She running game on you, bro. And you ain't prepared. I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't prepared for what you're about to get into because this is their playground. This is what they've been doing. And they know you're too dumb, you see them shedding tears, that you're going to fall for it. But they've been already doing this to other girls and teachers all, all their whole life, bro. Now, this isn't a negative. This is just how they work their system. We work our system with physicality and athleticism. And if you don't fit into that, you down on the hierarchy. Because if you can't handle the physical, as a man, drop on down. You down the ladder. Because at the end of the day, when the punches need to get thrown, <laughs> when the punches get thrown, and nothing else matters. Now, in our world today, the nerds got the revenge, right? Because they got technology on their side. So now it's the goals that are technically savvy on the technology. Strength and might, grit doesn't matter as much anymore. And now they got people to not bully and punch people today. Like, you know, they're like, no, that never solves anything. So the nerds got the advantage now. They figured out why y'all was beating other people up and, and putting triple doubles around. They figured out how to get the advantage. All right, so it is what it is. <laughs> anyway, shout out to all the nerds that run in the world now. Remember back in the day, man, I don't know how to do all that stuff, man. I don't know how to read, man. Oh, I got these right here. I got these right here. All I need is this right here. And I can dunk, and I can run a football past the goal line, man. 
man, all these nerves, man, studying that code. Man, I don't know none of that stuff, man. Remember in school, it was cool to be ignorant. Man, I don't watch all that stuff, man. I don't read all that. Yeah, you should have read because the nerves got the advantage now. All right, you can't even start your live stream right. Man, hey, coach, man, how I get on YouTube? Hey, man, what you use to get on YouTube? I'm like, go to OBS Streamlabs and then go here and do that and punch this in and type this in. You'd be like this here. Oh, snap. Uh, uh, go, go Streamlabs right here. Streamlabs. Okay, let me pull this down right here. And then what do I do, coach? What do I do then? Uh, did I go right here? What do I type in? Type in right here. Uh, pull this down. I don't know what to do. The nerves got the, they got it now. Because now they can out talk your ass and start, they can power all that shit up, start your computer. They can shut your damn computer down. All that stuff. Yeah, forget about your abdominal development and your bench press. Nobody care no more. You can't beat me up when I'm sitting behind here, this microphone talking all this noise. <laughs> all right. You can't come over here and get me now. You can't get me now. Put them up. Puppy power. Let's go. Oh, now I'm over here. Six foot five don't matter no more. Start your live stream and see who's going to get it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's get it here, man. I know I'm just messing around. People leaving like, what the hell is this stream? And why are there all these people listening? Juan Pomeris. We'll wrap it up. Juan Pomeris, he says, Meg Cheddar Bob herself trying to clap clap at Tori. Uh, allegedly, they were wrestling with the gun. I don't know. Yeah, well, here we go. Edmund Dantes. Yeah, the nerds got the money, by the way. Shout out to Edmund Dantes. Says Netflix loses or lost $54 billion with a B, but apparently are still optimistic about the future. These companies are trash, like Disney, like Netflix. Speak with your wallet. Only way to ch it changes. Yeah, woke. Get, go woke, go broke. Uh, people who live in the woke culture, you guys are the vocal minority. Not a lot of people think like you. I know you think most people think like you. But most people are silent or silenced to your stupid stuff that you're pushing out here. Most people are just be silent. They're like, all right, uh, I'll deal with it. And then some people get fed up. And then some people, most people, I'm sorry, most people are silent. Some people get fed up by the BS. And then a, a couple of people are willing to speak out against you. And what they do is because they have the power, they silence the people who speak out. They bully the people, the majority of people who are afraid to speak up. And the people who get infuriated, they will, they look infuriated. And so they can easily be dismissed. But woke culture is poison and they're a very loud minority. They make all this noise. They kick up dust. But at the end of the day, these people are mentally out of their mind. All right. That's the, the <laughs> they're out of their mind. All right. Trying to push these agendas uh, to divide and conquer. It's out of control, man. And then they get a hold of your kids. Public lighting and power says, Coach, the Dems want to, here we go right here. The Dems want to groom other kids. But uh, when they aren't even capable of procreation, the manosphere hasn't really reacted to this. Why? Well, that's just why. I talked about the silence. Uh, they have the power to silence. This is why Elon Musk allegedly bought Twitter. Because they were silencing the people who are willing to stand up to this. Uh, new culture of people trying to indoctrinate children. Well, children can learn about this. Guys, this is not good stuff. This is not good stuff that they're trying to do. And it's a very loud minority. It's not a lot of them, but they have power. They have influence. They have money. And we've allowed it. 
And if you if you do speak up, they find a way to shut all that ish down. All right. Uh, so you have to speak in code. You have to do whatever you have to do to get your point across that you're not in agreement. And uh, then they will make they will gaslight you. Well, you're the part of the problem. Wait a minute. Let's just have a rational conversation. You can't because they won by cornering you in with emotions matter. Facts don't. Feelings matter. The the truth doesn't. That's how they corner you in. And then they start playing mental health. Uh, that's when they throw in the mental health uh, bull crap. All right. Which is all bull crap to me. All right. The, the vast majority of it is bull crap because they don't deal with the reality of how you're getting manipulated and you're just a client. And then you're on drugs later on. And then you'll never be held accountable for nothing. So um, they got you guys cornered. I said this yesterday. They surrounded the wagons, guys. They got your pennies in the they got your they got you where you you really can't wiggle out of this. There is one way, but I ain't gonna say it. <laughs> but they got you where you can't wiggle out of it, and they've invested billions and billions and billions of dollars into this. And I just want to say the last thing on that one. Um, you guys gave agreement to this. Because they started off small and now they're here. They started from the bottom and now they're here. And they got you to agree to one thing here, a thing here, a thing here. And a couple of people bullied you. You need to accept this and we need to be progressive. And the times are changing and you accepted it. Okay, I accept it. It was ridiculous at some point. But if you go back 20 years, the things that you accepted is the gateway to the, to the position you're in now. Now you got to give up the ghost. Yeah, you gave an inch, and now they you losing a country-ass mile now. And it ain't coming back. Just so you know, somebody says, I agreed to nothing. Yeah, the weak people before you agreed. Okay, well, okay, we'll give you this. What's the big deal? Yeah, you lost that bet. <laughs> Here we go. It's long gone. We ain't never recovered from this. All right? It's going to have to be reset. All right, LAD Brooklyn says, be careful of your circle because they hurt you. That was Hassan Campbell. Shout out to Hassan Campbell. Yep, your circle is going to be who hurts you. Your people close to you are the people that are going to hurt you. Omar Ramo. Oh, that's Omar Omar backwards. He says, go to bed with itchy bum. Wake up with a smelly finger. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, uh, where are we at here? Uh, Chadwick. And take a shower before you get into your sheets. Uh, Chadwick H. Fairbanks the third, listening to CGA and going to church on Sunday, got me trapped between two worlds like Neo in that new Matrix, looking for love with Trinity. Am I crazy? Can't be a player and can't get married. What the F? Follow your heart. The church has been corrupted, so majority of them. So you got to be careful. Um, the church isn't the church that it used to be, unfortunately. You know, I'm not walking, trampling over people's faiths, but that's the reality of it. The church isn't the church anymore. It doesn't hold the power. It doesn't yield the power. And they've had to conform to the agendas to save their taxpayer status. And you see what Disney lost their taxpayer status in Florida, and now they're starting to unravel, right? So uh, the church has had to conform mainly so they can get money because they're mostly women in church and weak men. These people are going to pay the bills and keep the lights on. And um, also to keep their stack 
tax exempt status, tax exempt status in many states and in the in the United States, they got to shut the hell up. And then they eventually will make their church, you know, they intimidated certain sects sects of churches to be cults. In behind times, you know, all these people holding up snakes and everybody got bit, you know. So now everybody's this generic version of a Christian. <laughs> right? They're a generic mega church. They never say the name of Jesus. They never preach in the name of the Lord. Everything's generic. God is love and he loves everybody. They don't want to trample over feelings. Back when I went to church, you went in there and you was waiting to get pointed out. You know what I mean? You didn't sin so much in that week. You knew the minister was going to look at you. He started talking in the message. You like, damn, he he must knew what I was doing. They came in hellfire and brimstone. Kaboom. He told the women what they needed to do. He told what the men needed to do. And then he went and clapped cheeks with the damn choir director. And jumped in his Cadillac and Rolls Royce and drove the hell off into his gated community. That's how it used to be. <laughs> Back when I went to church and everybody fornicated, you know, it was a mess. Yeah, Pastor Jenkins ass. All right. But, you know, he at least let you know you was like you felt damn. What do they call it when they point you out? Convicted. You felt convicted. You was like, damn, Pastor. Pastor was talking about himself. But I was like, how you know what I was doing this weekend? He was talking about himself. But at least he got you convicted. <laughs> right? But now there ain't no conviction. Oh, whatever you are, come as you are. You know what I mean? They got rock star concerts in there. It's looking like a theatrical production in there. You're like, what the hell is this? Everybody walking around smiling. Hi, how are you? Hi. Hi, welcome to our church. I'm like, look at your cringy ass. I'm not coming to this damn church. Get me out of here. Walking up into you in the middle of the street. Hi, come to my church, the church of happiness. We're not going to convict anyone. Everybody's welcome. Send all you want. You'd be like, what the hell? I'm out of here. Oh, God loves and he loves. Here you go right here. Um, You can download. You don't even put cash in the collection plate anymore. You literally like, you can go online, churchofhappiness.com, and you can do a reoccurring payment. What the hell is this, man? This is not biblical. <laughs> Set up your reoccurring payment. Put your W-2 information in. You can send your tax return straight to the Church of Happiness. And we had a college campus. We got a state championship basketball team. Like, what kind of church is this, bro? Like, what the? Our, our basketball team won eight straight state championships in Division 9A. <laughs> like, man, I got to get out of here, bro. Yeah, then the <laughs> then the dude come out and you like this dude right here, like man, I can't tell. I'm I'm supposed to listen to him. I'm not. I'm. Yeah, they got a whole playground in the back. You know what I mean with balloons and jumpy houses for the kids. They handing them candy and suckers. You like, man, this ain't no damn church. <laughs> here we go. Where are we at? All right, I've stopped messing around. Obi Trice says, fellas, please stop spending your money on lonely fans. What kind of investment return are you getting back when you do? 
Yeah, man, I don't have no OnlyFans at all. At all. I don't have it. I don't get the OnlyFans thing. But I now I actually watched that video. I was like, oh, it's just kind of amateur prawn, right? I, I didn't know what it was, but it's not my thing either. All right. Simon Small in the building. Thank you, sir. Uh, shout out to uh, Area 51 Beats. He said, Saber 2 Tigers, pay and leave the sleeve, coach. Pay and leave. Just go on and give them. It's the cheapest way to go. Cheapest way to go. I don't want to deal with the manipulation and the legal. Obi Trice says, I don't hear these XXs shouting about hot girl summer anymore. Now all I see is I'm homeless. Help us, Maxine Waters. <laughs> yeah, dude. Again, saboteurs. The message today is saboteurs. People will sabotage their lives. You will see them going down the shame spiral. You'll try to stop them. And uh, I know you ain't got to tell me nothing. And inevitably, they'll be ending up messed up, bro. You just be like, damn. I mean, you didn't see that coming. Ladies, ladies, right now, we got a couple more minutes. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to convict you today. You're going to be, you got to have this conviction. Ladies, it's April 26th. I know damn well, some of you ladies and a few of you gentlemen don't have enough rent money going right now. Right now. It's the 26th. Rent is due in three, four days. I know some of y'all about to still figure out how you patching that up right now. You got a tire with a nail in it right now, and you go to the damn gas station right now to fill up the air instead of getting the tire plugged and repaired right now. Right now, you decide between rent and eating for the next week. Right now, you cannot wait for that EBT check or that EBT card to fill up with money. I know this. Right now, you're thinking about going to see me and wiggle your hips in front of me, thinking that I need some sex tonight for a couple of hundred of dollars right now. You're looking for somebody. And I know this. Do not try to play me. I know how it works. If you're under the age of 30, this is certainly true. If you're under the age of 30, this is certainly true. Do not lie to me. I know how tough it is out here in this world today. The, t the world is tough. They reset the world on you. Inflation is going crazy. $100 can't buy more than six products in a grocery store. I know it's tough. I know you're eating top ramen soup tonight. So with that being said, if you do look good, contact me. Hit me in the DMs. If you don't, you need to start looking ahead. And planning for this. I know you don't want to do what I'm telling you to do and what the world is telling you to do, but they're looking out for your best interests and they're trying to help, but you're rebelling and you're a saboteur. You're going to hit a brick wall. And when you do, you're going to start reaching out to hard things. You know what I mean? That's not really going to help you. It's really just going to hurt you in the long run. So anyway, shout out to Dylan Z. Suggestion. For the next Dr. John breakdown, my fiance is still married and now is cheating on me. You can't make this ish up. My fiance is still married and she's cheating on me. 
There's a lot of gumps out here. We'll deal with gumps coming up. Cormega says Revenge of the Nerds 1, 2, and 3. That's where we are right now. And then Channel 1800. Shout out to you for your super chat. It is so low. So I can't see what you actually said. So I know you said something. But on my screen, my screens can't even pull it up. Oh, you know what? I, oh, here it is. There's a couple more. There's a couple more. Uh, Channel 1800 says, Coach Johnny Depp's expert witness has just destroyed Amber. Funny thing is, uh, though I am MGTOW, she is much prettier than Amber. Devastating. Recess ATM. Uh, who is the, the expert witness? Is prettier than Amber? Amber's pretty for like 10 seconds. Reese Williamson with the super chat as well. Maybe if I made the screen just a slightly smaller, I could. Oh, he says they don't live the their lives the way of the Lord. Not anymore. And uh, for better or for worse, I don't know what happened to religion in this country. You know, it was it was the standard, but not anymore. And it's really been minimized and emasculated. And the nails or the claws are all removed from Christianity, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm sorry. They're, they have no claws or no power anymore. Now, most people are agnostic or atheist or other religions, which they are so minimal that they can't be the dominant religion in our country. We're, we're, we're Protestant, not Protestants. We're Puritans by design in our country. Like, they're like, oh, we're all Christians here. It's a Christian nation. Nah, it's more, more, mostly Puritan, right? So we have these values that we try to assert on other people that come from this particular group. And then we've built our society as such, but now society is not that way anymore. We're not family oriented. We're not, um, we're not uh, heterosexually oriented anymore. We're not monogamously oriented anymore. I mean, that's all gone. So what now, what are we now? Well, we're a godless society, whether you like it or not, or whether that's better or not, that's where we are. So if you ever wanted to have some teeth, all right, Christians better start studying what the Crusaders did because that's how y'all got where you, to where you were before. Not all this God is love stuff. And I'm just talking to the people who want that. I'm not telling you, I'm not suggesting what you should do. I'm not telling you what to do. But if you ever wanted to get back on top, the way the Christians got back on top, go study the conquistadors and the Crusaders. That's how you got there. They didn't get there through love and, oh, let's turn the other cheek, all right? They start chopping heads, all right? So that's how you got to where you got, and that's why your religion is what why it is. And they went and became oppressors everywhere else, and they also were, were evangelists and, uh, what do you call it? They had missionary work. Not marital missionary, but missionary work. Anyway, man, I'm done wasting time today. Shout out to the Coach Gang. Get yourself a T-shirt. Go my Etsy store. We out of here. We'll be back in the afternoon. Peace. <laughs>